Good morning. <clears throat> if you enjoy this staff podcast and you know anyone else who may benefit from it, please share it with them. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. By doing so, we can help make sure that many around the world with limited time have the opportunity to learn the daily daf. Thank you. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. <clears throat> Today's daf is daf lamed, as we learn again, for Yosef Asriel ben Chaim Michal for his refor shlema. The Mishnah had said that uh, on Yantif, you are supposed to do things differently than you do things during the weekdays. You shouldn't have come there. It looks like my sechol, if you do it the way you do it in the weekdays, that's not showing proper respect for the Chag. And therefore, you should try, don't do it in a, uh, let's call it an industrial way. You should try to do it in a simple way that makes it look like you're only doing the work for, uh, for yant- only what's necessary for Yontif. So the, the Gemara says right from the top of the page, Tana im ef if you can't make any change, in other words, there's only one way to do it, you don't have an option as mutter, then you could do it even the more difficult way, because we're not talking about a Nisra Dorais over here. Uh, we're not talking about being Machal Yontif with one of the Malachas. We're talking about showing respect for Yontif, and you should do things, if, if possible, do them in a simpler way than you do during the weekdays. Askin Rava, the Mechuzah, Rava decreed that in the town of Mechuzah where he lived, the Dara people who carry things with great effort, uh, very heavy things, Lidra Baragla, they should do it with a pitchfork. In other words, if you had heavy items, uh, Rashi gives examples, let's say if you're carrying a uh, large barrel or a bag or a large sack or uh, full of, uh, of uh, fruits or vegetables, so you should use them instead instead of uh, carrying them, let's say, on your back with great effort, use a pitchfork. It's able, it's able to, you're able to balance it easier. It doesn't look like so much, it doesn't look as much, so much work. The Dobrog, if you used to, if you use, if you're used to using a pitchfork, the Jubaga, use like a, a, a yoke or something that two people carry a long pole. The Darabagra, if you normally use it that way, Lidjubagfa, use a simple pole that one person could carry. In other words, Rashi says that um, that uh, you should use Shinui. He says it's also maybe two people use it, but it's a it's a simpler uh, contraption, not as difficult as a yoke. It's a simpler pole. A- the idea is to show that you're uh, show that on Yantz, if you're not doing the same uvdirachol, the dar ba'akba, if you normally use uh, that kind of a pole, nifro sidra So what can you do to show that Yantz is different? So spread some sort of a garment or a, a cloth on it to show that you know you're doing things a little bit differently. This is Yantz today. Vim if it's impossible, you don't have one, or there's no other way to do it. Sorry that it's then it's permissible, like we started off the dot by saying, if you can't make any change, there's no way to make a simple change to it, then it's allowed to, you're allowed to do it even on Yantav. The rabbi said that in these in comes to Yantif, when you have to do Mu'lacha that's that's permitted on Yantif. For example, uh, you're you're taking food, uh, or even when it comes to uh, uh, taking fuel, uh, like you're saying you're, you shouldn't take a straw for fuel, you shouldn't uh, schlep it in a big box, uh, but rather put some in your hand and carry it in front of you, wherever you could make it make, make a change. Uh, what about these women? They fill up their jugs, their pitchers with water from the river on Yantif. 
<clears throat> you're allowed to carry, obviously, it's food. They don't make any changes there. We don't tell them anything. We don't scold them at all. Because what, what are their options over there? They have to fill up their jugs with water. What do you want to tell them to do? What should they do? If you tell them, listen, instead of using a large jug, use a smaller one. So come off then they've got to go back and forth more times. There's more, more walking involved. They've got to, instead of using a, uh, a one-liter jug, they're going to use a four-liter jug, so they have to make four trips. What do you tell them? Maybe you'll tell me if they normally use a small one, make a shinoi so you should know it's different. Use a bigger one. Then come off shimasu, then they're schlepping, they're, they're schlepping a much heavier jug. That's increasing work. Maybe cover it with a, a wooden lid. Maybe that's what they should do. So maybe it'll break, it'll fall and break, they'll have to pick up in pieces, whatever. It's more complicated. Tiktray, should they uh, tie it up? Maybe tie, make a, make a uh, some sort of a cloth cover with a tie on it, and uh, that'll be their shinoi, that's how they'll do different Zimdanafsik, what happens if the if the tie becomes untied, rips or whatever, Vasilimiktare, and then they'll make a they'll tie it. And Rashi says that could be a Keshashal Kayama, which is a Malacha on Yantav. It's a Malacha on Yantav on Shabbos. Remember, Ein Ben Shabbos Yantav, El Ochel Nefesh. But over here, when just there's no purpose in making a, making a permanent knot, that would be also to do. Um, so, that's not helping the food at all. So, uh, there's no reason, there's no, there's no allowances to make knots on Yantav. So they might be over on that. So, therefore, what do you want to do? Tifra Sudra Lab. So, you say, well, we'll cover it with a cloth. Maybe that's how they should do it. Zimda the mit mishpamaya. Maybe the soak, the 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 cloth will get soaked with the water. And again, they're they're drawing water from the river in a pitcher, and you say covered up with a cloth. Maybe the cloth will get wet. Vasliyeschit, and then they come to squeeze it out, which is another malacha. I told them of like mafarik of, of separating one thing from another. So it also is a problem. In other words, the solutions that you're tendering to them. Could cause bigger problems. Hilkachloefsha. Therefore, there's no option. Let them let them continue in the regular way they do it. Tanan, we learn on Yontif and on Shabbos. We don't clap. and we don't slap our thighs. and we don't dance. Now, the clapping and the slapping of the thighs, Rashi says, could either be out of joy, singing, or out of mourning. But either way, we don't do it because of the problem of, it's a Takadra a that we don't do this on Shabbos and Yantif because you might come to fix the instruments. The reason we don't play instruments on Yantif or Shabbos, what's the problem with it? What malach are we doing now? The rabbis made exerah, you might come to repair it and you're metakan, and that's already, that could lead to an Isra Raisa of uh, fixing something, makabapatish, whatever, building something, if you hold bin yesh, bin yemekel, according to Beishamai, but there are other resources in the Torah, you get involved there for the rabbi said, don't, don't do anything which involves singing or making noises, whether it's even clapping your hands together, metapchen, or slapping your hands on your thighs, or dancing. We see in many circles, right, he says, in, this is in Babel, we see it today also people uh, dance and clap on Yantif. This is what Rabbi said. A person should not sit at the edge of the lechi. The lechi is the post next to the mavui. Remember, we learned back in Erevin that yeah, that when you have a mavui, which is let's say a cul-de-sac 
where Chatserim open up to there, you can only carry the Medetakana if you have a Lechi or a Kor, if you have a post or a beam on top. So people should know that this is the Rishus HaYochid, and, and outside of that's Rishus Rabin. So the Medetakana, the rabbi said, don't sit right at the post, right? Don't sit at the post, meaning at the border between the, the, uh, the alleyway and the Rishus Rabin. Dil it's maybe... You'll drop some item; it'll roll into the street, into the Rishus Rabbim. Also, soon you'll Dalamish, and you come to carry it. Either Dalamish Rishus Rabbim, you'll carry it from from outside the Rishus Rabbim into the Rishus Yachid, which is really what a Mavui is. But Rabbanan, Rabbanan said you can't carry unless you had various tikkunim. But technically, it's Rishus Yachid. Vahani Noshim B'Shakon Chesvai. These women, they take their uh, jugs, their pitchers, Boslin, and they take them. Yosvi Apun Demvorvi. They sit right next to the the, uh, the gateway of the Mavui of the alley. In the alleyway, they sit there right by the uh, the doorway or the gate of the Mavoi. We don't tell them anything. So you're telling me that make uh, a takana, fine. Um, you asked me, Rabba Barav Hanin said to Baye, we see these people uh, clap and they sing, uh, they do, they dance on Yantif. We don't say anything to them. He says, What about these women? To ask them back, what about these women who sit by the Mavoi with their jugs and Rabbanan said you shouldn't do that because it might fall into Rishus Rabbim. You'll come to carry on Shabbos, and we don't say anything. We leave him. Things that the Jews um, were accustomed to do, <coughs> and they wouldn't listen if you tell them. If you tell them to, to don't do that, they're not going to listen anyway. Better they should be Shogun and they shouldn't be Mazid and let them do what they want. So they don't listen to this Taikanah Rabbanan. It's improper not to listen. But they're, they're used to their ways. They're not going to change, so we don't tell them anything. In other words, it's the same thing with clapping and slapping the thighs. You're right. They shouldn't do it. Unless you come to fix an instrument. Same way they sh- you shouldn't sit by the mavoi right there by the gate. You might come to carry. But things that people are used to, and they're not going to listen to you anyway, better they should be shogun mason. Value shogun mason. Hachanami, just like we just like just like we see by the women sitting by the mavoi, the gate of the Mavui, we don't tell them anything. That better they should be a shogi. The same thing over here when it comes to the clapping. Leave the Jews alone. Let her be shogi. They're not going to listen to you anyway. So don't don't uh, don't tell them. Don't tell them what to do. The Gemara says that's my innocent rabbanon. The rabbi said, don't clap lest you come to fix an instrument. Don't sit next to the rishus rab lest you come to carry. I will be the rice alone. But by innocent rabbanon, no. There we tell them. Says it's not true. Even by the Raisaf, it's something they're not going to listen to. In other words, we're not talking about where they're doing an Isra Daraisa whose punishment is Kares or, uh, or more severe, a Chumrah, like uh, being Machal Shabbos. Don't say, well, if they're Machal Shabbos anyway, don't tell them. The letter they should be Shogig. No, that's, that's, more, that's a, a, a more severe, a, more, a, a stricter uh, uh, halacha. And that they have to do. But he gives an example, even by a Daraisa, that we don't tell them. Something they're not going to listen to, we don't tell them anything. Now, you could argue and say that Machal Shabbos, but for who doesn't care, maybe he doesn't pay to tell them because he's not going to listen to you anyway. The way to do it is invite him in for a meal on Shabbos, be Makar of him. But if you're just going to yell at him in the street, you know, go in the middle of the street in Shabbos, and every car that drives by, you're going to say, Stop, you know, you're Machal Shabbos. That's not going to help, right? So maybe you don't tell them anything. So, how do we know, even by the rice? So, the Tosus Yom Kippur, we just said Yom Kippur, people were asking, till when you could eat on, can you eat Yom Kippur? You got to stop eating before Shkia, right? Shkia is already a fake of the Yom, it could be it's Yom Kippur. So, you got to stop before. Tosus Yom Kippur is like Tosus Shabbos, is a Daraisa. 
Rashi says, how do you know it's a Doraisa? Because it says, Betisha Bechodesh Be'erev. From there we learn, Me'inisim Esnaf Shavsechem Betisha. We doubt out from that Drasha, we hear that in Maranyuma. You, you should afflict yourselves, Betisha, on the ninth. The Gemara says, do, do, we, do, we, do we fast on the ninth? We fast on the tenth. But if you, if you eat on the ninth, it's like you're fasting on the tenth. But the other Drasha there is, Me'inisim Esnaf Shavsechem Betisha. You already have to start fasting on the ninth day of Tishrei. So, <laughs> they eat and drink. Mamish until Shkia. We don't tell them. In other words, we're not mocked about that. It is a Doraisa, but it's not a Doraisa with Chorus. If you eat on uh, Erev Yom Kippur a minute before Shkia, you know exactly when Shkia is, and you ate two minutes before. So even though you're over in a Doraisa, it's not Chorus. You're not Chayav Chorus for that, like eating on Yom Kippur itself, which is already a Chorus. So things like that, which are not, uh, not, as, not as stringent, let's say, as uh, they're derisis, but they're not astringent, and if they're not going to listen to you, we don't tell, we don't, uh, we don't admonish them. So the Mishnah said the top line on this page. We said that you can you can take a, you can start a heap of straw that you want to use for fuel. You're allowed to do that on yontif. Now, of course, you can use fuel on yontif because it's involved in cooking. And we've said once you light for that, light for that. Once it's mutter to light, but isn't it muktza? It's a, it's a pile of straw that you had presumably put away, and you put it away for animal feed, for animal fodder, uh, from the course of the winter, whatever, and you put that away. Yeah, now you decided to use it for fuel. You're allowed to. You're allowed on Yontif to start uh, to to break into a storage unit. Otsar means you stored it away for the winter. And it's muktza, and you're allowed to do that on yontif. The char that goes like money, Reb Shimon. It goes like Reb Shimon to Leslie Muktz, like we explained yesterday. The char this goes, this part goes like Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon doesn't hold the muktza. Contributal char, it's muktza, uh, and you wouldn't be able to start it because you set it aside for animal feed. A masefa, but then the last words of the mission is avalobe eitzim shemuktza, but don't use wood in the woodshed in the back of the house, which is certainly stored away, and you weren't planning on using that on yontif. So the charg also goes the asan larbira goes like bira islay muktza. So here we have a stira. The word, the the word, the, the few words before the end of the mission is maschil and barama stuff, and you could start using a heap of of a straw, which apparently was set aside for animal food, and now you need it for fuel. Even though it was muktza, you're allowed to. That sounds like Reb Shimon. But yet the last words of the mission say you can't use wood from a woodshed. That that was muktza set aside. It's mashma that goes like Reb Yehuda. I believe it's maschil and Reb Yehuda islay muktza. Here we're talking about cedar wood and cypress wood, which is normally used for construction. You wouldn't use that for fuel. You wouldn't take high-quality, expensive wood and use that for fuel. You take cheap wood from trees, from simple trees and sticks and stones, sticks and things like that. You wouldn't use that. And therefore, it's Muchmas Machskus Ve'iv Afilu Reb Shimon Moda, like we had elsewhere in Shabbos and Erevin, that Reb Shimon is Moda in certain cases, Muchmas Machskus, because something that's expensive, you wouldn't use for this purpose. And that's why the Mishnah says, Avalob Eitzim Shemamukza. If you decide all of a sudden, well, I have no other choice, I need it for fuel, and it's expensive wood, you still can't do it because it was set aside for Muktza. You weren't planning on using it, Banish Mashus, when Shabbos or Yontav started. So I mean, we're talking about Yontif over here. Obviously, you can't burn it on, on Shabbos. On Yontif, since it was set aside at Banish Mashos, uh, and you weren't planning on using it, even Reb Shimon's motive, it's Muktza. So you could say our Mishnah goes like Reb Shimon. 
Some say that Rav Kana said went on the safe. If you look at the safe, Rav Kana says you're not allowed to use go into a storage something you put away for storage you can't use that originally on Rosh on Why money or goes computer display mukta holds a mukta. The wood in the woodshed is mukta. And therefore, you can't use it. So the safer goes like Rebuta. You could start a pile of straw that was set aside, apparently, for animal food. And now you decided to use it for, for fuel. You're allowed to. So again, how do we reconcile the, the, the first part and the last part of the Brisa, of, of the Mishnah, rather? The, and that's the very last part of the Mishnah and the part right before that. So the answer is Hosam Betivna sorry. You know, the, the truth is that the mission goes like Rabbiuda. And that's why Avalo Baitsim Shimamukta makes sense. But why are you allowed to start the heap of straw? Because this wasn't this was never really set aside for animal food because it was rotten. The straw was rotten and wasn't fit for animal food. So all it was good for was fuel. And therefore, even Karbiuda at the beginning of Yantif, it was fuel. You were planning on using it for fuel because it was it was unfit for animal food. You could still use it in construction. You could use it to make cement, to make clay out of it in cement. The answer is this, it's got thorns in it. In other words, it wouldn't be fit for kneading, rolling with your hands and with your, fit, with your feet because you'd get injured. So this was talking about rotten straw that had no other purpose than using it for firewood, for using it for fuel. So therefore, Amisha could either go like Rabbi Huda, who holds of Muktza, in this case, the heap of straw was not good for anything else other than fuel, so it wasn't muksa, because right from the beginning of Yantif, you knew it was only good for fuel, so you were planning using it for fuel on Yantif. Or you could say, Gosakrab Shivan, that our Amas Tevin we're talking about really something that could be used for fodder. You could have used it to feed the animals during the course of the winter, but he doesn't hold the muksa. But, but in the woodshed, we're talking about expensive wood, which was muksa even according to Rab Shimon. Says the Mishnah on Laman Amid Beis, Let's say you have a hut, and Rashi says, we're talking about, let's say, on Pesach or, or Shavuos. We're not talking about on Sukkah. Sukkah's got a different problem with the, with the Sukkah. We'll get into that, because the whole Sukkah is muksa for all seven days, including the decorations. We had this, you know, just the other day. People who, our Sukkah in my house is the women's section, and the women complain that uh, they want to be able to move the, um, the walls of the Sukkah uh, on Yantif in order to be able to see the men's section, to, to follow the davening, etc., and to see their husbands get their aliyah, etc. So uh, the women complain, but you can't, it's, it's all muktzah. The sukkah's muktzah for the whole seven days, as we'll talk about. But let's say we're talking about Pesach or Shavuos, and you have a hut. Are you allowed to take wood from the hut, this sukkah, on Yantif to use for fuel? It says, you can't take from the sukkah, meaning from the schach, from the top. From the side, in other words, like from the walls. The walls of the sukkah, if you want to take some wood from there, you got a whole pile of wood can constitute the walls, you could take that. So, why can't you take from the top of the sukkah, the schach, the kasas or ola? Because you are, you are taking apart this tent. You're, you're um, demolishing the tent by, by taking part of it. And that's, that's uh, binyan and stira, or two malachas on, of the 39 malachas, one is building and one is demolishing. So you, you can't do that on Yantif either. The 39 malachas are all also unless it involves food. So because you are demolishing the, oh well, the top. 
If you take him from the walls of the sukkah, that's also demolishing the hot. We don't mean the walls. We don't mean that you can take from the top, just like you can't take from the schach of this hut, of the sukkah. You can't take, you, but you could take from the walls. You can't take from the walls either. You can't take from any part of the sukkah. We're talking about, you can take beams or wood that were next to the walls. Next to it. They were adjacent to the walls, not from the walls themselves. So that's one way to learn. You could say you're talking about, we're not talking about near the walls. You're talking really, means, yes, you could even take from the top of the schach, from the top of the schach, meaning the schach, but we're talking about where it was in bundle form, where it clearly wasn't part of the hut. You had a hut here, it had walls and had a, had like, you know, a wooden top to it, whether it was kosher for sukkah or sukkahs or not, but it was a hut. With a, with walls and a top and a, and a ceiling. Here we're talking about where on the ceiling you had bundles which clearly were not part of the schach because they were made to be removed since they were bundled. That's what Rashi says. Since you didn't untie them, so you can say even more than that. From the sukkah itself, from what's near to it, you don't have to say it means near next to the walls. You didn't mean from the schach on top, but it wasn't schach because it was in bundles. Tani Rav Chia Bar Yosef Kamer Rav Yochanan. Chia Bar Yosef learned in front of Yochanan. Like we saw in our Mishnah, you don't take wood from the sukkah, but rather from what's next to it. Either way that we learned, either from either from in bundle form or next to it. Rav Shimon Matar. So here we have the say, Rav Shimon's Matar. No, take from the sukkah itself. So the Gemara is going to ask in a few minutes. Okay. Rav Shimon's matter, how is he matter? Isn't it demolishing? Okay, but before we get to that question on Rav Shimon, the Gemara says, V'shavan b'sukkas ha'chag, on sukkas, the sukkah of chag, right? Uh, sukkas ha'chag b'chag, the sukkah of chag, meaning the sukkah that you're yotze, your mitzvah of sukkas with, on yantif, b'chag, shasura, there you can't take it at all. Everybody agrees, because it's muktza. V'im hisna le'a but if you made a condition, and you said, well, I'm planning to use it, then I'm allowed to. Then it's a condition. The Gemara is going to ask on this too. What do you mean? On Yant, if you have a, a, a sukkah that's set aside for sukkahs, you can make a condition and say, well, I might want to take the wood from it on Yantif. We'll talk about that. Or Chalamoid or whatever. We'll talk about that. Rabbi Shimon Mata, let's go back to this idea. Rabbi Yosef says, like in our Mishnah, you're not allowed to take wood from a sukkah, let's say on Pesach or Shavuos when it's Yantif. Elam and You got to take next to it, either like we learned next to the walls or in bundles, whatever, but you can't demolish this. Like of Shimon's matter, I have a kasser. Like we asked before, you are demolishing this this uh, hut. We're talking about a, wall, a sukkah that already collapsed. When Rav Shimon is matter, he's not really matter to demolish the sukkah. We're talking about a sukkah that already collapsed. And Rashi says it collapsed today. You didn't take it apart. Rav Shimon goes Rav Shimon does all the muktzah. According to you could say if it fell down today, well, since Erev Yontif, it was set aside, it was a hut. So if it fell down on Yontif, it's still Muktzah. Rav Shimon doesn't hold the Muktzah. The Tanya, where do we see that Rav Shimon doesn't hold the Muktzah? The famous Mishnah, Moser HaShemen, Ne'er Shabakar. Let's say on Shabbos, you had a, you had a lamp that was lit with oil, and, uh, and it, it got extinguished on Friday night, let's say, and there was some leftover oil. Can you use the oil? So he says, the leftover oil in this lamp 
or let's say on a plate, maybe you had it lit on a plate, Usr, that's Rabbiuda, Rabbiuda holds a Mutzmukza, Rabshimin Matzer, Rabshimin's Matzer, because Rabshimin said it doesn't hold a Mukza. So the same thing over here, we're talking about where the hut fell down, that's why Rabshimin's Matzer, it fell down on Yantav. So how can you compare it to the case of the oil? Me dummy. A person on Friday night when he wants to go to sleep is happy if his lamp gets extinguished because the oil will be conserved for the next day. So he's hoping that it should be, so he's looking all the time, he says, listen, I hope this oil doesn't last too long. I can't extinguish it on Shabbos because that's a malacha, but I'm hoping that it gets extinguished by itself. Let's hope for that, right? Um, maybe he opens the door, the window, and a little air, and whatever. Shouldn't do that, but it's a grumma. So, so he's hoping for that. So maybe it's not so muksa because he's hoping, he's really hoping that it, he's looking forward to using that oil, and he's hoping that, it get, that the fire gets extinguished. But can you compare it to this case? Here, a guy's got a hut. You think he wants it to fall down? A person doesn't want his hut to fall down. He wants his light to get extinguished so he can go to sleep and the, and the oil will be conserved. But nobody wants their hut to fall down. Um, Rab Nasa, how can you say that, that this is the same sheet of Rab Shimon who doesn't hold the Muktzah? Um, we're talking about a very weak and dilapidated and shaky uh, sukkah. That he already knew yesterday it's going to fall down. In other words, like that building we had in Chulon here, right? That uh, they knew the day before that it was going to fall down, right? It looked really bad. So here too, he knew it was going to fall down. And the Farshim say that even according to Yehuda, this could be not Moktza. Because he knew the day before that it was about to fall down. So he, was, he says, as soon as it falls down, he's planning on using it for fuel. So that's what we're speaking over here. So it could be not, not even Reb Shimon. We're saying this Reb Shimon holds according to Reb Shimon's Matzerit. But in a case like this where the, the, the whole sukkah was tottering uh, even before sukkahs, uh, b- b- before Yantif, then we're not really talking about sukkahs yet. We're talking about um, a regular hut on Pesach or Shuas or, or Rosh Hashanah, a Yantif, that you're allowed to do Melacha on uh, when it comes to cooking. So, so therefore it wasn't Muktza at all, really. So when Rabbi Shimon's Matzah, this case, the Chari, you could say, even Rabbi Yudu would be Matzah in a case like this if it was really in, in, this, bad, uh, in this bad situation. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so you could say that Reb, that Reb Shimon's matzer only in that case, right? The only case like that even possibly Reb would be matzer. But normally, if it's not a uh, dilapidated sukkah that's about to fall down, uh, then you're not allowed to uh, use it. At least according to Buda, you don't take uh, su- uh, you can't you can't take eitzim um, from there. And even according to Reb Shimon, you can't demolish the sukkah if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't uh, hadn't fallen already. Again, Reb Shimon says we're talking about a, a, a one that fell down on Yantif, so it wasn't, and you know, there's, no, there's no demolishing involved, and it's not Muktza because even before Yantif, you knew it might fall down. Beshavim Basukas Achag, here's Nogela Maisa. This would have been good to learn before Sukkas, right? But they both agree that a Sukkah that you're using on Sukkas for your mitzvah, Beshavim Basukas Achag, Bechag, Shehi Asur, that you can't use that wood at all. You can't use it, even Reb Shimon is Matzer using it. And Rabbi Shimon says, we just said, is matzah using it if it fell down on Yantif. But, a, but a, a sukkah of Yantif, a sukkah that we use for your mitzvah of sukkahs, if it fell down on Yantif, you can't use it anyway. You can't take the wood and use it, use it for fuel or for anything else. She has but if you made a condition, then it all depends on your condition. So the Gemara is going to deal with that. Umiman, now why, why is it that you can't use a sukkah of sukkahs? You can't use all seven days. Because Erev, Erev Yontif, when, when it was set aside to be used for the mitzvah of Chag, it was set aside for all seven days, as we'll see, including the decorations, and you're not allowed to use that at all. 
But if you make a condition, it's okay. So the Gemara Mahani tonight. Can you make a condition? Say, well, I'm planning on using it. How do I know that the wood of the sukkah, the walls, the schach, etc., is also all seven days? It's all for God. He explains. Just like the Shem Shemayim is on the carbon chagiga, in other words, Hashem, so to speak, made its sukkahs for all seven days. Just like the chagiga is kadosh, the same thing the sukkah is kadosh for. It's not hegdish like the chagiga, but it's kadosh in the sense that it's it's set aside for all days of sukkahs. It's holy in that sense. Tamil Omer, chag shivas yam lashem. And Rashi says chag means chagiga. The chagiga of sukkahs is kadosh, and same thing the, the sukkah is also uh, holy to God all seven days. Machag lashem, af sukkah lashem. Right. So, what do you see over here? So, you can't make a condition. You can't. It's 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 all, the sukkah that you use for the for the mitzvah is holy all seven days, and you can't use it. Or, even if it fell down, you can't use it, and you can't make a condition. Say, well, I'm planning to use it on chalamoid. You're right. When we say over here that the sukkah of Chag you can't use, in Hisna land, it's not going on the sukkah of sukkahs, it's going on a hut that you had hanging around on Shavuos. That's what we speak about. It doesn't help. So tomorrow, okay, fine. That's what you say. It doesn't help to make it tonight. You can't make a condition say, I'm planning on using it uh, in the middle of Chalamoid <coughs> or even on Yonta for fuel. If it falls down, you can't do that. It doesn't matter. Sukkah mitzvah low. And it's, is it really the case that you can't use the sukkah of mitzvah? You can't use it all. You can't make a condition. But Tanya, we learn, you made your sukkah properly. You put the schach on top. It was all proper sukkah. The itra and you decorated it with uh, all kinds of uh, uh, cloths and tapestries, chromim uh, or colored ones, stinin or white ones, hamatsiyar with with uh, you know pictures on them. The talabagosim, like we like we decorate Susie, you hung their nuts in, in you know in jars and shkedim and nut uh, uh, all kinds uh, almonds, afarskim, uh, um, uh, peaches, rimonim, pomegranates, parchile, novim, bunches of grapes, yenos, wine, shmanim. Obviously, these were in jars. The wine and shmanim, the, the liquids were in jars. The soltos and flour in in, in uh, containers. Batara shibalim and wreaths of grain. All those things, also stopping you out of Matzah and Shachag. You're not allowed to use them until Yantav is totally over. Matzah Yantav Achun Shachag, we really mean after Shemini Yatzeres or Simchas Torah and Chutzlaretz. Right? You're not allowed to use them at all. Vim Hisnale and a call feet no. Ah, he says, if you made a condition, it all depends on your condition. Smashri, you shouldn't, you could make a condition say, well, I'm planning to use it on Chalamoid or whatever. So here it's Mashri, you could make a condition even by, even when it comes to the sukkah and the decorations. By Robert Tavai, no. But Omer any Bodoman called Benashmashos. Here it's speaking about where these these uh, decorations that we're talking about that you can make a condition about is when Sukkah started, heir of Sukkah, the heir of the first day of Sukkah at Benashmashos. You said, no, 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 I'm they're here just temporarily. I'm planning on using them. I'm not separating myself from the uh, Benashmashos. Then the decorations never had the kedusha. In other words, we normally put the decorations there. We figure, yeah, they're going to be there for Yontif, and you can't use them. They're mukta. If at the beginning of Yontif you said, "I'm no, this decoration I'm taking off in the middle of Chalamoa, I'm planning on doing that," then you weren't makatsit for all of it. But the sukkah itself, Abel Atzei Sukkah, the sukkah itself, the walls of the sukkah, the walls of the schach, the chalak kedusha layu. 
You have no choice. You can't take it apart. It's got to be there all seven days. The decorations, I could say, I'm planning on taking this to my office during Cholomoyed. But you can't do that on the sukkah because the sukkah is automatically kodesh to chalakdushalayu. His kasli shivas all for seven days. In other words, this that we say you can make a condition is only to make conditions on the decorations. If you didn't make the condition, you can't use the decorations on Yantav either. You can't take them off on Cholomoyed or the last day. And as it's mukta, really, basically, the decorations are mukta just like the schach, the diff- just like the whole sukkah. The difference is, is that on the, on the decorations, you can make a condition at the beginning of Yontif and say, I'm planning to take them off, I'm planning to use them, I'm not, I'm not leaving them here the whole Yontif. As long as you made that condition at the era of banished mushrooms of the first day of Yontif, the first evening of Yontif, that's okay. But you can't do that on the sukkah. And, Ra- and Rashi explains, but the sukkah, you can't. Right? Rashi, in the third of the wide lines, the third of the wide lines at the bottom in Rashi. He can't use banish mushas. Mishum does saucer Allah. At banish mushas on uh, the first night of Sukkot, you can't say I'm planning to take it down. I'm, I'm not. I'm not leaving it up there. You can't take it apart. It's a building. It's a construct. You can't deconstruct it. You can't demolish it. Air of Sukkot. Whereas the whereas the the various decorations, the food and these tapestries, you could take them on Yantav. They're not mukts. If you say I'm not. I'm not leaving them as part of the Sukkah. I'm taking them with me. That you could do so. You, there, there. Since banish mushrooms, you say I'm not making them part of the Sukkah. You you can do that, and you can make that condition, and it's not muktza. But it's not much of the whole Yontif, including Chalamoy, including Yontif. But the Sukkah itself, you can't say, I'm planning on taking the wall off now at Banish Mushas because it's demolishing. And therefore, since Banish Mushas is a Suffolk Yontif, it's already the Kedushas Chal for all seven days. Says the Gemara, why? How is it different that we learn this idea in Sukkah? Let's say you plan on using a different Esrog each day of Yontif. You set aside seven Esrogim for the seven days of Sukkot. Amarav, Rav says you're only makatzit, you're only using it for the mitzvah. So each each day after you fulfill the mitzvah of Esrog, you can eat it right away after you do the mitzvah. You can't use it that all day because when you set it aside, you set it aside not just for the kind of mitzvah, you set a bracha on Tilos Lulav with the Esrog, but rather you set it aside for the whole day. But they both agree that the next day you could eat that Esrog. Why don't you say over there it's also muktz all seven days? The answer is Hosam, the Mifsikulelis Miyamim. There, the, day, the, the nights separate the days because the mitzvah of Esrog and Lulav is only during the day. So there's no mitzvah at night. So when I said seven, I have seven Esrogim, one for each day of Sukkot, when the night came, came. So that's, that was the end of it. So you could argue and say that it was only Muktzah for that day. The Mifsikulelis Miyamim call Chadachad Yuma Mitzvah Bapinamshu. So each day it's got its own mitzvah. Each day is a mitzvah of Lulav. And if I had seven Lulavim or seven Esrogim, so I could say that it was only for that day. Or for that mitzvah. But when it comes to the sukkah, there's no difference between day and night. The mitzvah is to live in the sukkah all the seven days, all seven nights. So the nights don't separate from the days. All the days of sukkah, all seven days, is like one long day. There is no hefsek between them. So if it's muktzah, if it's muktzah, benashmashos, the first night of sukkah, the sukkah is for sure muktzah because you can't demolish it then. And if the decorations, if you didn't say that you're planning on using them on Yontif, or that you're planning on removing them immediately or during Chalamoi, if you didn't do that, then it's muktzah for all seven days, and that's usually what you have. So usually you're planning on leaving the schachap or all the, all the, I mean, the decorations all seven days. You're not allowed to mess with them even on Oshana Rabbah. When Yontif is over, maybe you finish on Oshana Rabbah, you had your last meal, you said goodbye to the sukkah, you can't start taking anything apart. Everything is muktzah until after Shemini Yatzeris. All right, we'll pick up from the Mishnah tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. Kol Tov.